Grand Rising MI5, my people, my family, my tribe. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope everyone is starting off their week fabulously. Uh, we are joining, uh, you know, here tonight for the MI5 show with special guest, Mrs. Teresa. Uh, you know, for those that who have known MI5, uh, know uh, that Teresa has been an integral part of, uh, you know, the journey, uh, original mastermind member. Uh, so we're really excited to kind of highlight and showcase her journey this evening. I want everyone to know that, you know, the purpose of the MI5 show on a weekly basis is to create engagement within our community and, you know, vision within our community to actually see individuals and highlighting those individuals' stories and highlighting those individuals' journeys and highlighting those individuals' amazing contributions to this universe uh, and, and seeing how easy it is to really make a beautiful change uh, in this universe as everybody that is on the MI5 show is somebody that provides extraordinary value and Teresa definitely does uh, not let that uh, reputation down <laughs> by any means. So I'm gonna bring her up here. I'm gonna move me over to the left side. I'm gonna act like we're in a podcast studio and I'm gonna say, hello, good evening. How are you, Teresa? Grand rising, how are you doing? Ah, amazing. And uh, you know, Teresa, I think that you know, like I said, everybody that's been a part of MI5 knows that you've been here since day one. Uh, you know, the first day that, uh, you know, MI5 started to pull together that first mastermind meeting, you were sitting there. And, you know, we, we met in Las Vegas only a couple weeks prior to that, uh, you know, just to kind of energetically, uh, you know, connect in the flesh and then seal, seal the deal when we got back and, and brought a bunch of people into this amazing circle. So, I'm so happy to highlight your story, just like we were very happy to highlight M's story several weeks back, because I think people need to realize the souls, the beautiful souls that are behind this beautiful movement. So I, I want to thank you for joining us this evening. Well, it was a, it's a pleasure, and I thank you for the invite. All right. So for those that don't know Teresa, let's start off this evening. You know, Andrew usually starts by like, hey, give me your little biography. But tonight, I get the pleasure of starting. I'm like, yo, Andrew... I'm going to start us off. I'm not going to ask you for a biography. I'm just going to ask, you know, really quickly, you know, if you had to describe the value that you provide to the universe in just a couple sentences, because I'm going to dive into the layers of your biography uh, individually. What is it that you provide for value uh, to the universe, to our viewers, uh, for those that don't know you? Wow. I've been working on unconditional love to be able to send that to everybody who in the world it doesn't matter if we've known each other forever or i just met you um that's what i want to provide because it is something that i never had so the more that i evolve into this spiritual journey and in my course in life i realize that consciousness is unconditional love so to get there that's what I have to do. So that's what my goal is to provide everybody that I meet is unconditional love. That's amazing. Your your value to the universe is unconditional love. And that is awesome. I mean, truly, again, uh, highlighting and showcasing what's, what's really important um, to, to everything involving our journey together, you know, our, our time together. So Teresa, tell me, uh, you've had quite the journey. It's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty, uh, pretty extensive. Uh, if you don't mind, just, I guess, tell our viewers kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of where your journey started, because I know uh, there was a moment, uh, you know, within your life that, uh, that, that this all started at, and then we're going to kind of dive into, you know, what that evolved into a little bit. Um, okay. But uh, start us, tell us where it started. And I get the benefit tonight of knowing you very personally, <laughs> you know, through our time spent together. These questions will be very fun for our viewers to hear. So it started in 2019 to get where I am now. Um, it was my second round of cancer. It started coming back. I had three nodules in the pelvis and I realized that I would have to go down that road again. And I was just like, that's not happening. I can't, I can't go through cancer again. Like it was just like, it was not happening. So I figured a way to 
well, somebody introduced me to a natural path and he worked solely on the nervous system and he unblocked my nervous system, which helped enlighten me, which really helped remove, release the nightmares, the subconscious uh, brain fog that I had, the, the anger, the negativity, the hatred, the revenge, the, the want for revenge, the just all the negativity started to dissipate gradually. And he warned me, he said, like, you are going to have to start dealing with what's going to come. And once I started getting the, the nightmares, I, I did like Harry Potter. Like everybody asks me, what does that mean? So in the movie, I think it's Dumbledore. He takes the little wand and he takes the memory and he puts it in a little yeah. bowl. Well, I did that, but I sent it out to the universe. I was just like, I don't need this anymore. I don't want it in my head. I do. I, I, I beg of you to take this from me. I, yeah. And I release it to you because I just can't deal with it anymore. I just can't. Because if I continue keeping this in my head, I'm just going to go back to where I was. And it's not something I really wanted to do. So I released it to the universe. And from that day moving forward, I had not had another nightmare ever. Like it, it never came back. So then I started meditation. I started finding ways to heal. I started finding ways to just move forward without looking at my past. So by doing that, I went on a healing journey for a year and a half. I traveled Costa Rica, Colombia, Mexico, doing ayahuasca, bufo, anything that I can find. I had mentors, I had coaches. I think I spent about 40 grand just on just on coaches and healing wow. modalities, not even counting the, the trips, the, the Airbnbs, like that was totally Invest in yourself, huh? Jeez, what a yeah. What a it was yeah. So that's how it got me here today. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, like, you know, you saw that you wanted change, and then you got after it in the most intense way. You know, that's <laughs> after. It. I mean, hearing about a lot of people, you know, they they get struck with the fact that they've got cancer for a second time. Um, and they're, they're coming out of, you know, you know, a phase in your life, which I'm sure you'll highlight at some point in tonight when we're talking about your foundation, but like to be able to actually take action in time like that, what did it, you know, what was it? Do you remember specifically? What was it that was like, you know what? I can't, you know, because some people would just curl up in the corner, <laughs> you know, what was it that, that set that spark on fire inside of you to be like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting after it. I'm going to take action. I'm going to travel the world, go on this journey and do what you're going to do. I was disappointed in myself hmm. that I didn't learn the lesson the first time. Yeah. I couldn't believe that I was there again. Like hmm. what, what did I miss the first time to bring me back to this second? This is this second round. So yeah. I have, I had spent a lot of years struggling with that question of why it la everything in my life lasted so long. And it's because I didn't learn the lesson the first time. I'm pretty pig headed when it comes to certain things. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me a while sometimes. Yeah. You know, we just keep revisiting. These things keep just popping back into our life. And we keep saying like, what, why? And it's because we don't learn the lesson and it's mm. going to keep coming back until you learn the lesson. And that's what clicked. I needed to learn the lesson in the situation. What was the lesson that I needed to learn? Learn the lesson, let it go, move on. Wow. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? You, you like, here I am again. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Get, get me out. Um, and you did. And and look at you thriving now. Uh, <laughs> So, um, Teresa, you know, one of the biggest things that I know, um, you know, that's near and dear to your heart is your foundation. Uh, you know, if you lovely, you know, foundation, if you would be so nice to us to describe what your foundation is, what its vision is, what its mission is, because I think that the guests tonight need to hear it because <laughs> it's just a beautiful thing. Thank you. My foundation is to help women who have lived through domestic violence. Um, once they leave the shelter, well, once they arrive at the shelter, they have nothing. 
they normally have the clothes on their back and that's pretty much it. No money in the bank account, no, no um, investments, no car, no nothing because they have been stripped of everything during their relationship. So I realized that I, I needed to create this foundation to be able to help them after they leave the shelter. And mm -hmm. I say after they leave the shelter, because there are many women who are in the shelters who get texts by text or calls by their exes, pleading them to come back, apologizing and saying that they'll never do anything again and blah, blah, blah. And some women go back. Wow. So I want to make sure that if you're in the shelter, you're leaving the shelter, you're going to, you're not going back. So there's always a process when you're in a shelter, you have to speak with a therapist, you have to do certain things. Like there's a regimen that you follow. So once you leave the shelter, you're able to, basically they, they say live on your own, which is so not true because you don't have all the tools that you need. So my goal in this foundation is to help them have the tools. So my mission is to bring them on shopping sprees, um, teach them how to heal themselves, give them a structure, like put them in like a little bubble for a, for a three month period. Mm. So I want to be able to pay their rent for three months. I want to be able to feed them for three months. I want to be able to teach them how to heal, help their children heal, teach them how to defend themselves. Uh, I want to be able to teach them just like how to just be. Mm meditation if they want like i'm not going to be forcing anybody but yeah something like tailored to them i would imagine right yes because not everybody's the same and not yeah. everybody lives through the same type of abuse there are so many different types of abuse i live them all in one relationship but some people it's just verbal some people it's financial some people it's emotional some people it's physical some people it's you know so just tailor it to them and then teach them how to invest teach them how to take care of themselves, how to um, take care of their finances, uh, pay the bills on time, you know, and, and just see what they love. Give them time to heal and find themselves. Mm. Three months might not be enough, but that's where I would like to start. And we'll see how it goes because, you know, this is an experiment. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is a work in progress. <laughs> Nothing's written in stone. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen it evolve, you know, since meeting you. And, uh, and hearing that you wanted to start it and then through the, you know, paperwork stages and through the, you know, then website, you know, and, and everything that's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful foundation. Now, this comes from a place in your heart, uh, you know, of giving, giving something to these women. And, you know, there's an overlying, uh, an overlaying theme of, of giving, you know, that we've heard from you tonight from our viewers, as well as, you know, that I've seen, uh, when do you remember, you know, like what age do you remember? What time in your life do you remember uh, enjoying to give so much? And even you, you give the love, uh, you know, to the people that you encounter in the universe. That's what you give back to it. What, what is this method of giving and where did it come from? I think, wow, that's a really good question. I've always been there for people. They needed to talk. I was there. I've been a sympathetic ear since I've been a kid. Like I always love to help people. My mother's like that as well. She's very helpful. She's involved in a community. She's been doing that for my whole life. So I kind of think it stems from there. My grandfather as well was a giving person. So I think, you know, it's instilled in us mm -hmm. uh, as a family. And I loved Like I went and brought groceries to a to the shelter that I went to when I left and yeah. it was the most amazing feeling in the world like I can't even describe the feeling that I had it was just like I think I was I felt like I was consciousness I don't know how to I don't know how to explain yeah. it besides that there was there was beautiful light around me they were so grateful and I didn't even in my head give that much but for them it was fresh fruit fresh vegetables which they normally don't get it's more normally leftovers and close to rotting food mm. because people just give when it's about when they can't sell it anymore so yeah. that's what they're used to getting so i wanted them to get fresh things something that could last like over a week or mm. close to a week at least because we all know fruit and vegetables don't last that long but you know <laughs> 
as long as they can. As long as they can hold up. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It seems like giving is just instilled in you. And that's such an amazing, you know, just I, I've seen it since day one, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just, it's very much a characteristic of who you are. And it's, that's an amazing thing. Now, Teresa, um, you know, you've gone through so many different like journeys between like starting your foundation, uh, between beating cancer twice, <laughs> and you've gone through a lot of personal and like spiritual, uh, you know, journeys as well. What do you, would you say is like the you know, out of all of your, your spiritual journey of kind of like evolving into the person that you are today, what would you say is like a, a pinnacle moment that sticks out within that journey that, uh, you know, what, what helped you the most? Was it meditation? Was it, you know, ayahuasca? Was it, uh, you know, certain uh, routines that you developed for yourself? Like, what was it that kind of like, you know, really did uh, lay a good foundation for you? I think the start of trying to love myself mm. was probably the, the the realization that I needed to love myself because I never have. Um, and then ayahuasca because mother ayahuasca showed me a door and <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. I was spooked and I said, no, but thank you anyway. I'll be back. And then I did Bufo and Bufo is, that was the pinnacle, I think. That was the one that was just like, I became everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. And I realized at that point that we are all one. And I need to remember that feeling. And I need to be that feeling like all the time, no matter how somebody might be negative or might get under my skin for, excuse me, for whatever reason. Yeah. Why is this person getting under my skin? Well, I need to figure it out. What is he showing me? that's or he she's showing me that's bothering me because it's some because we're all mirrors so why why is that person bugging me and i need to figure it out internally once i figure that out then it's just like and those are so yeah so that's basically why yeah yeah sorry between, kind of like between lost ayahuasca no no between ayahuasca <laughs> and you know loving yourself that'll definitely do it i think um you know, for those that don't know what uh, Bufu is, uh, you know, would you, Bufu you... is a frog venom. So there's two steps to it. They they burn you with a little wooden stick, I guess you could say. They put the frog venom on you and then you purge. So it's like a detox. You're detoxing your body, removing all the toxins that you have. And you just purge for... They try to do it like three times just to make sure that you're completely clear. Once uh, you're, the water that is that you purge is clear, like crystal clear, then you can do the bufo, which is smoking. So they put it on a piece of paper, you smoke it, you, you inhale it. And then you, you, you obviously set an intention before you do this. You don't just go in there willy nilly. Because I've seen you someone just, who like, pull up on a Tuesday afternoon to a, no. a corner alley, and <laughs> it's yeah. not a good idea. Because somebody did idea. that in ayahuasca, and he was lost. Yeah. It took him a long time to come back. So yeah, so that's but that's what bufo is. Yeah. No. No. What What was the intention that you you that you set going into your experience? Uh, which one? Both of them. So ayahuasca. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess why not? Yeah. Why not both of them? Yeah, what is because like I yeah. think you know that they're related, right? Because they're both elements yes. of uh, you know DMT. Um, you know, yeah. so is there something that uh, kind of transitions from the first to the second, or or an yes. intention that changed and evolved? Yeah. yeah, let's see the dynamic there. So the first one was because ayahuasca. I did two days. The okay. shaman didn't want me to do more than two days. He said, it, I'm not here to take your money. I'm here to help you heal. So the first intention was to remove the blocks that I had inside of me that were keeping me from moving forward in my life. The second day was to find my purpose. And they said that I need to work with energy. So, and then they showed me the door, which I wasn't ready for. So working with energy, I w ended up going to Mexico and I realized the other day speaking with somebody that I needed to go to Mexico to meet my teacher for the Reiki. So mm. he opened the portal. Oh yeah, I was talking with Pierre. So I, he opened the portal and, uh, and then I connected with Source. 
So then I was ready to go to Bufo and Bufo, I, my intention was to open that door. And I, I told them that I was ready to see what I was missing. And I was ready to accept what I was, uh, what they wanted to show me. Amazing. Yeah. I love how that transitions from one to the next. Uh, such a, mm-hmm. such a powerful thing. We've had a lot of conversations about uh, a, a certain disease that we share. Uh, it's called amphantasia, uh, right? We can't see when we close our eyes and uh, visualize images. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't, uh, you know, that's an interesting topic for a podcast show. Why don't you tell everybody kind of your experience? Because uh, like, you know, somebody interviews me, Andrew, when you interview me next time or whatever, like ask me this question, because like, how do you, you know, this is something I've recently discovered. I'm, I'm kind of curious of your perspective. Like, how do you feel as though having amphantasia changes or is different than the, the normal person's way of interpreting the world because of that challenge of not being able to visualize, right? And when you go on a spiritual journey, it's like, yeah, so I'd love to hear the context behind that. It's, I've realized that it's just knowing. Hmm. That you, I don't need to see anything to know. Yeah. And at first it was just like, why does everybody get to see everything? I need to see something. I was just like so aggravated. And I was just like, Ugh. and then when you told me that you didn't see anything, I'm like, oh, finally, I finally meet somebody who doesn't see like me. Every we're both blind to the world, so that's good. <laughs> but it and for me, it's a knowing now. And during one of my experiences, a meditation experience, actually, just and I don't do, I haven't done DMT since. Uh, since Costa Rica when I did the Bufo and I have a lot of, I do meditations every day and I do seven groups because I find that they're a little bit stronger when we do them more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. And when I do them by myself, sorry. So, but the last time that I did one of the times that I did a meditation, I asked why, why can't I see anything? Why, what, what's why? And I was told that I don't need to see it because everything is a knowing. So your your experience, you're not experiencing that because you need to understand that you already know what it looks like. You already know what it feels like. You now have to believe that you know and not question your knowing a sense of knowing. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because like at the end of the day, it's how do you feel? Right. And if uh, it's, it's almost weird. It's almost like our feel, t- you know, I can kind of relate to that. I'm going to elaborate a little bit. It's almost like the feeling and knowing elements are enhanced because of the lack of the visualization. Yeah. Like that, like actually physically being able to feel as if though you already have something or uh, you know, cause that's what visualization is, right. It's like, projecting an image within your brain of something that you, you know, so that you're visualizing like you have it. Well, you can also feel as though you have it, <laughs> you know, on a, on a whole level, you know, feel is not just a word to like hold this, you know, like feel, yeah. feel has layers. And I think that that's, uh, that's what I've noticed in the Amphantasia world is that we can feel those layers, whether it's emotion, uh, whether like, so feeling in certain categories, such as emotion, have you found that these categories also are, are different layered uh, sort of entities, if you will, or, or sec- sectors of our, our existence? Um, and that was a challenge for me yeah. because I didn't know emotions. I had one emotion 90% of my life so far <laughs> and it was sadness yeah so you asked me what joy is i didn't really know you asked me what happiness is or gratitude or love or i didn't know any of these things most of my life was sadness even though i did have chill i do have children and i gave birth to two boys and they're beautiful and they're amazing i was still sad because i was bringing them into an unhealthy world so like even though I was, I felt a emotion. I was crying. I was kind of happy, but I was mostly sad because of what I was doing. 
by bringing into the into a world of sadness. So uh, it, finding those layers have been very challenging for me. And I'm only now, just recently, I'm going to say the last six months or so, have been able to tap in different positive emotions. Even though I did the whole bufo, even though I did the ayahuasca, these are all things that helped me evolve to get to be able to start understanding that my knowing and that my emotions that my knowing will give me the emotions if that makes sense yeah absolutely now we uh you know we we see through this journey that you have chosen to kind of not only heal yourself along this journey to get out of and escape, you know, your past, uh, you know, and, and move onwards, I should say, not even escape, but move on. Uh, but it's also led you to have such passion behind the vision of your foundation. Um, and it's also led you on a path, I think, kind of like parallel if I had to, you know, just again, through, through our interactions of like, you're constantly growing personally, as well as with your foundation, you, you pay equal attention uh, yeah. you know, I would say to both buckets, you know, uh, those would be your, would you say those are your two passion buckets of life there? That they have to be because they, they, they do walk hand in hand because yeah. as I evolve, so does my foundation as I grow. So does my foundation because it is my baby now. Yeah. Like it is, it is who I am and whatever I can, however I grow will be a way that I will be able to help somebody else grow. And this is not for money. This is because none of the money that I'm going to be receiving from donations or from people or from whatever, this is going like 100% to them. I already have my passive income that I'm working with that I won't need uh, and I don't need donation money to live. It's going to be 100% for the foundation because they need it more than I do. And I want to be able to buy buildings to let them live for three to three or four months. I don't know, like whatever it takes, but I know that it, we do walk hand in hand because I know the more I grow, the more beautiful the foundation is going to be and the more people I'll be able to help. Absolutely. And I think that what's really cool is that, you know, that's, that's one of the beautiful things that there's so much synergy between MI5 and your foundation is we, we give, you know, everything to creating a space that's thriving and for the people and for the people within that community and for the people that are, you know, moving through that. And that's not always the case, you know, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, people have these foundations and there's even corruption, obviously, in some of the higher elite level ones, you know, that take a lot of money and really big salaries, but, you know, to be able to literally say like, yep, every single penny of my foundation, you know, for my foundation is going towards my foundation. Because you've got yourself covered through passive income. You're using the MI5 buzzwords in here tonight. You know, the, the such important element of kind of like, you know, building a business that actually is your purpose. And that's one of the cool things is you actually get to live your purpose through doing this. And uh, that's a beautiful thing, um, you know, is, is to be able to, you know, spend that time uh, living your purpose. Now, uh, with that, I wanted to ask you, um, what do you think... Um, you know, is some exciting stuff that's going on currently uh, within your foundation uh, that is uh, relevant for our guests and our viewers to hear, uh, you know, in terms of how they can soon get involved or, you know, things, things of that nature. Like, let us know what's going on, uh, you know, just to kind of give us a peek behind the curtain. Well, right now I'm looking why well, I finally finished the website. So now I'm uh, looking for a bank in the U.S. so that I can have I can receive donations because I was wanting to work through PayPal. PayPal has a lot of fees. So I was just going through like Stripe, but I need a, a foundation because my foundation is based in the U.S., even though I'm from Canada, because in my province, they're said that there's too many domestic violence relations, domestic violence foundations. So I wasn't allowed to open another one. So wow. I went to the States and that just goes to show you how much messed up Quebec is. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, an issue. No, it's, it's wild up there. I've heard. Uh, it's there's, we have 84 shelters and they're all full. 
Oh, wow. That's a massive amount of, uh, of women. That's a lot. Yeah. And there's like 24 women per shelter, give that's, or take. And that's just in your area. That, well, that's in the province of okay. my, where I live in my province, yeah. there's 84 shelters and there's almost, there's about 25 women and children per shelter. Wow. That's so it, it's a little scary. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds like uh, quite the, <laughs> quite the volume there. So I think, you know, yeah. we're going to be cutting to a commercial. Uh, we actually have a commercial tonight, guys. It's actually pretty fun. Mr. Andrew Golden has created a grand rising financial commercial for those of you that know our, it's our funding brokerage. So if you ever want to advertise with MI5, we may have availability in the future, but for tonight we get to cut to a commercial. And when we get back, uh, Mr. Andrew Golden will dive deeper into your foundation uh, and where uh, you know, you guys are and where you're going and all that good stuff. So, hey, uh, cut it away, Andrew. I'm excited to see this bad, Larry. Let's all watch it together. Grab your popcorn. At Grand Rising Financial, we can help brand new or existing businesses secure funding through various funding solutions. Our primary means of funding is 0% interest credit stacking, where we can secure fifty dollars to $250,000 at 0% interest for 6 to 24 months. We also offer personal and business term loans as well as 0% interest personal credit stacks. We are so confident in our work that we are a performance-based company and we only charge on the back end after we have secured your funding. It is no secret that in 2023, the state of the current economy is looking rough, but we are here to help. Whether you are trying to create a better life for you and your family or simply trying to grow and scale your business, at Grand Rising Financial, we not only help you obtain funding, but we consider ourselves leaders in financial education so that we can equip you with the tools to build a life that you can be proud of. We help entrepreneurs, business owners, and visionaries with a handful of funding and credit building services. For more information and to book a free consultation, please reach out to us at grandrisingfinancial.com or send us a message on Facebook at Grand Rising Financial to learn more and speak with a member of our team. Let Grand Rising Financial help you fund your dreams. Oh yeah. Can I nice to watch again. say that that was sexy. <laughs> sexy as hell, bro. Oh, goodness, yeah. Woo! Super fire, man. Oh, Warner Brothers, dude. That was fire. All right. <laughs> Real. You guys could get back to it. Does somebody have the fire extinguisher? Because, like, it's heating up in here for real. Whew. Yeah, somebody, that guy on the, the voiceover right there, you know, you can hire him. It's pretty right? good. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. My rates are high, though. I know my worth. Anyways, yeah, th that was a very highly vibrational first half of the show. Thank you, Brian, for adding your touch as usual. I loved, I loved the way that you switched it up there. And, uh, you know, dove deeper on who the heck is Teresa? Because, you know, I, I've known you for, for a while now, since almost literally, it's almost about to be actually, it's almost probably actually exactly a year because the official oh, anniversary for MI5 is April 15th. I'm so freaking excited. Brian, we've got to see if we're doing a show or anything that day so we can celebrate. But anyways, you know, it's it's been a long time and I've always known you as a very spiritual person. And one of the things that came up to my mind while I was listening to you and Brian have your conversation is like, you know, when as, as people go through, you know, learning about spirituality and fully accepting that we are spiritual beings and learning how to align with that, it's not it's you're not just born knowing that in most cases. And so I'm curious to know you know, you had such a, you had, you had a journey where a lot of deep introspection had to happen for you to get from where you were to where you are now. And I'm, I know that, that spirituality probably had a large part to play into that. So what did it look like for you discovering and fully accepting your spirituality and, and really embracing that and, and making that a huge part of who you are? That was a struggle at the beginning. I was just, I, it was, just, it was hard to understand because when I was going through my difficult life, I was just like, 
there better be something up there. If there isn't, like someone's going to hear me roar. Like I'm going to be like super upset because there's no way I'm going through all this crap for nothing. Like there's got to be an end, a reason for all of this. And my mother kept telling me, oh, everything happens for a reason. I'm like, if you tell me that one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to throw you out the window. Like, yeah. don't ever say that to me again. But then when I started literally going within, because that's what spirituality is. It's literally looking inside of your soul and seeing what the hell is going on who are you deep down and for me that was ugly i was ugly i was an ugly person i was a mean person i was a negative person because of everything that i I always blamed i was a victim like we're not gonna lie i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i was a big ass victim i'm sorry for my language but it was (laughs) it was ugly and I needed to change it. So I needed to remove the layers. I had to go to, why was this still bothering me? Why Why did I hang on to this? Why, why? and then just forgive. It was all about forgiveness, no matter how ugly it was. Because I knew that if I didn't forgive myself for the things that I'd lived through, the things that I accepted, because it's not things that word, it's not just because things are done to you that you get to be a schmuck. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not, it's how you ex- live through the experience and how you get through it and how you heal from it. That's, that's the lesson basically. So it was, it was challenging. Yeah. So you say that forgiveness was a huge part of that, but yeah. you know, it's not as easy as it, it's harder than it is. Just, you know, you can say that you forgive someone, but it's not always just as easy as saying it. How, what, what are, what are some of the ways that you learned along the way, like of how to actually, you know, fully engage in, in forgiving someone or something, or maybe even yourself, if you have any tips for that? It's like an onion. So there's multiple Mm -hmm. layers to each situation. You might think that you healed from it and then next week something just smacks you in the face and you're just like what the hell i was just there like last week why am i still in this it's holding yourself and just trying to find the best words to explain it because for me the the all the trauma that i that i lived through i was just like it's pure love basically for me that is really what helped because no matter how ugly it got or it was or i whatever i experienced i had to love myself and loving myself each layer and forgiving myself for what happened for accepting it one for not saying anything two for not you know leaving or you know there there's so many levels to each situation but you have to literally go within and just you can do the inner child work you can do the shadow work and it's just like holding yourself in that moment feeling the emotion crying it out screaming it out i went to i was in costa rica i went to uh, on a hike i think i screamed for like an hour i was just screaming because it was an, it was such a bad feeling that I was living in that moment. And I was so angry at that, uh, that memory that I just had to scream it out. People thought I was like losing. It's a good thing there's not many people on that hike at that time because they, they right. questioned my sanity. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, it's what you need to do because energy is stuck in your body. When you don't let that energy flow, it's gonna make a disease in your body. That's what caused my cancer. It was a stuck, it was many stuck Mm. emotions in my body. I created that cancer. It's not in my genes, it's not in my DNA. I created it because I kept everything inside. My hatred, my anger, my resentment, my, my sadness, everything. So by going within, it's really the best way to just like go through the layers and you might be disappointed that next week it's a it seems like the same thing that you're living through but it's not because you re- released one of those layers and layers are thin 
and they're multiple. So just realize oh, yeah. that it's it's a process and don't be upset with yourself. Don't 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 be angry that you're reliving some well you think you're reliving something but you're technically not. It's another layer. So just One, relive it and let it go. 1000%. You know, one of the things that I've learned along the journey is that the universe doesn't register things as good or bad. It simply recognizes what is, right? And so, you know, one way to really, def you know, articulate that idea into, you know, why somebody might contract these diseases out of nowhere is energy flows where attention goes. You know, if you're thinking about all this negativity and, and fully embracing that and that's becoming you, that's what that that you know that's where the energy is going to flow and that's what it's going to manifest into your physical um reality which you know when people realize that and fully embrace that and i'm constantly peeling back layers like literally i was just on the phone with brian like last week i was so blissful and love and like i was like literally fully embraced and you know me being the you know having everything within myself and then a bunch of external things happen in my life that were negative that brought me back down to like the base layer of dang i'm in this situation right now you know and i just completely it's like i didn't even experience all the love is like it was like i was reset it's like the layers like went back up on the onion you know do you know why <laughs> um enlighten me most of the time it's because the universe is actually testing you mm, i feel because like you're yeah. You're on this, you're, you're up here and you want to stay there. But the universe is just like, are you sure you want to stay there? How about we give you a little bit of what you're used to? Your yeah. ego as well plays a, li yeah. a lot. Like the ego does not like change. So it's going to try and bring you back emotions that you're used to. But are you willing to push through that emotion and get that energy right back? Because mm. that's that's something that i've been i've been working on a lot like i had my niece call me and now we're not talking anymore because she just like lost it on me and i'm like what is wrong with you and she's she's like oh you because my just just to give you a little bit of context my 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 son's grandmother died on on my so the their father's their father's mother passed away and my children don't talk to that to them on that side of the family anymore like they they've resigned that side of the family it has nothing to do with me i didn't do anything just saying so she called me she's upset how did the kids take the the, the passing of their grandmother and i'm like well, i don't know i'm like one doesn't never talk hasn't talked to her anymore and the other one like doesn't talk to me at all so like i don't know and then she just like blew up and then i started feeling this rage inside of me and i'm like no no no, no, I just closed my eyes. I came back to my love and my unconditional love. And I was just sending her love. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, has nothing to do with me. I'm sorry you feel the way that you do. Like, you can yell at me all you want, but I ain't going to change anything. And I just can't talk to you right now. And if you feel like we should end this relationship, then we're going to end it because I can't do this anymore. So I just sent her love. I calmed myself. I went back into my heart. I made sure that my heart energy went really, really big. And I stayed there until I felt, until I was, I felt that I was okay to go on and do something else. But I had to like stay in that love energy as long as I could, because the ego is just like, no, no, you like this negative sadness and disgusting emotion let's just give you a little bit no i'm like no i'm good i'm gonna stay in my unconditional love thank you very much so 100 and, and that's trick. yeah 100 and that is very um, insightful you know one thing that we have to learn on this journey of spirituality is that we you know loving everybody because they're beautiful and if they're not beautiful that in hopes that they will be beautiful you know and like, that's literally it unconditionally, just like you said in the beginning, unconditional love is the value that you provide. And that is extremely difficult for a lot of people, even some people who are, you know, pretty enlightened, you know, enlightened, if, whatever that means, you know, um, you know, for and, and what you said about the being tested by the universe, I, I genuinely don't think that I've gone through 
the healing necessary because I've learned, I have the knowledge. I've learned so much about what is necessary, but there, I, there's almost undoubtedly energetic blocks probably from, you know, my childhood still, because like, I haven't purposefully gone through those experiences. And it's funny because a lot of people can think that healing, the journey of healing is like, yeah, meditation and manifesting and affirmations, but really you know, the journey of healing can actually more so reflect the experience of a little kid going on their first roller coaster and it's like, ah, what the heck is going on? <laughs> like freaking out and screaming and crying and like, you know, just like you said. Yeah, it's like, you know, healing is actually, it's actually a very emotional and, you know, of emotional release, you know. And one thing that I always like to explain to people is that emotion it's emotion, energy in motion. You're like, you have to get it out of you physically, yeah. literally. Yeah. So it's a wild journey. So I'm curious to know what's one of the things that, that you've learned recently about yourself and about your, you know, one of the things that's come up to surface level on your journey that you'd be willing to share um, with everyone, something that's like more recent. I was finally able to be okay with money. Mm. That has always, that was always my struggle. Money, my mother never had any money. Like she lived paycheck to paycheck almost. I had hand-me-down clothes for as long as I could remember. Like my sister's two and a half years older than me. And when you go to high school and you're wearing someone's clothes, that they were wearing in elementary school, I can tell you that it's not fun. Like it's literally yeah. not fun. So that is something that I really struggled with was money. I never felt like I had enough. Like the father of my kids was a drug addict and he used to take my money. He never worked. He like every, all the money that I've ever made disappeared so fast that I couldn't even see it. And then then I had, I was living on my own and then I had no money for me because I have two teenagers that I have to feed and I have to pay rent and they were playing hockey and I wanted to make sure they were happy. So I had no money then. And then, you know, when I was building a house, so I'll, everything that I had, the money doesn't, like, it was just like always a money thing. Mm -hmm. And then three weeks ago, maybe, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, I sat with myself and I did a meditation and no music, no nothing. I just sat and I kept repeating the word money. How do I feel about money? Where am I going with money? What is money providing me? And I was just like, I was so uncomfortable. I couldn't, I couldn't stop jittering. Like I was moving through the whole meditation. I'm like, no, stop. I'm like, just sit with this. Scream it out if you have to. And I kept repeating money, money, money. And I was just like, I would, it, it's a good thing nobody was around me. Was it out loud? It was crazy. Yes. Okay. I had to say it out loud because yeah. even if I say it in my head, that goes nowhere for yeah. me anyway, you know, everything's emotion and movement. So I was just yeah. like money, money, money. And I was just like, okay, how do I feel right now? Am I feeling more, am I feeling happier? Am I feeling sad? I'm like, and then every time I would feel sad, then that would, it's because I got a thought about a situation when in regards to money, I'm like, okay, dealing with the money, with that emotion right now, feeling it, forgiving myself i do the hope and oh no we, however you say that stupid thing sorry i never remember <laughs> you know i don't, I don't even, even know i don't even know don't even know if i say it right it's thank you uh please for uh, thank no i love you thank you please forgive me something i love you anyway it's one of those things so i repeated it i repeated it don't know if i said it right didn't care i was just like i love you for everything that you provided for me and then i was emotional and then I felt nauseous and then I felt calm and, and I was okay. So things that I need to go through and I will do it again. And I did it the other day just to see if I was still okay. And I was somewhat okay. So I just did it again because we all know it's layers. So I mm -hmm. did it again and I was okay. And then sometimes I just chime in every now and then just to see how I'm doing, if I need to do a refresh or whatever. But yeah, that that has that used to be my biggest Achilles heel, I guess you could say. Yeah. Wow, that that's really 
that message speaks to me a lot, especially with where I'm at in life right now. You know, it's not always as simple as saying like feeling the abundance and the appreciation for money isn't always as easy as saying we're abundantly provided for and just being like, yes, like I feel it. It's coming. Like, it's awesome. You know, all the money's coming to me. I have it within me. And like, that's kind of like how I thought it was. And I felt guilty almost when I didn't feel love when those words were being said. And like, wow, that, that I'm going to do that money meditation. I'm doing that hundred percent, but I need to get it out because like I learned from somebody recently, it was actually Dispenza. It was like, I was listening to a, a, a podcast yeah, or whatever with him on it. He's good. Yeah. Really good. He was talking about, even if you have just $1 in your bank account, literally say, thank you. Like, I love you. Thank you for, I have money in the bank. This is awesome. You know? And, and at that point, it's not about the, the, the amount it's about, there is, it is present, you know, the presence of it is even awesome, you know? And just that what you said also is such a good addition to that of thank you for everything you've done in my life, you know, truly expressing the gratitude that's, that is within, you know, and sometimes it's hard to, um, hard to, hard to give that and receive it in return and like actually feel what you're supposed to feel like when you do that. But yeah, that's exactly it. And now I'm working on receiving Mm -hmm. because, you know, I was just like, why don't I receive money? Why am I struggling to receive donations? Why am I struggling for this and that? Anything has to do with receiving love, like just receiving. I always, didn't want anything. I never wanted anything for me. I wanted it for my kids. I wanted it for everybody else because, mm-hmm. you know, I love everybody. But now I have to receive. I have to learn to receive and accept what people give me and what people will be giving me. I have to be able to receive it. If I can't receive it, then it ain't going to come. 1000%. I'm trying, I'm actually like bringing up this quote right now. And it says, operate from anticipation, not desperation. I feel like that's what a lot of people go through when they're like, I don't even like necessarily using the word manifesting or manifestation because it's such a buzzword, you know, but like Mm -hmm. it is, it is what it is, you know, and I feel like when people are manifesting something, like they're doing it out of desperation, like I need money, like I need money because and that's like literally projecting, I don't have money. Where it at, homie? You know, like <laughs> literally, uh-huh. like, where's the money at? Where, give me my money for real. So, yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, away from the, that, that was an incredible journey into the spiritual side of, of things. But I'm very curious to know, I kind of already know the answer, but I'm very curious to know what is your favorite place in the world to travel to and where is your next travel location that you're excited about? Oh, wow. That's so hard because <laughs> I love every place that I traveled to, to for different reasons. Yeah. Costa Rica, because it's beautiful. It's hot. It's amazing. The vegetation, the wildlife are just like insane. Colombia love Colombia. The people there are just magical. Coast, uh, Cartagena is one of my favorite places in the world so far because that's where I, t- I learned my Spanish. That is where I learned more about me. That's where I was able to just be without. Medellin is also amazing. Mexico for the people as well. They're just like amazingly beautiful, humble, and always willing to help. And beaches are just insane in Mexico. Where is my next travel destination where I really want to go? Peru. There's many, unfortunately. <laughs> Peru, yeah. Egypt, India, and Spain. Those are mm. my next destinations. Which one will happen first? I don't know because now new things have happened in my life. And... I'm going to be a grandmother. So like that, right. I'm going to be 
back home a little bit more often than expected. So my vacations or my traveling are going to be shortened where I used to like going for like months on end. Now it's going to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go for a few months because I want to yeah. come, come back to my grandson. So, you know, we're going to see how that goes. But my next destination, I really would like it to be Peru or Egypt. That would be cool. That'd be cool. So you, I'm now you've, I totally forgot. You said you're going to be a grandmother. How does that make you feel? I feel blessed. I really do. Um, because with the knowledge that I have now, this child is going to be able to be like, even though my, my son and his girlfriend, like are really amazing people, they're going to just let me bring in that spiritual side of, of him so that because now of my new understanding like she even said and like as soon as i found out that she was pregnant i'm like it's a boy and she's like what are you talking about i knew i knew right away because i saw i had a vision in 2020 and she was there and i didn't understand why he was with a blonde person because his girlfriend at the time was a brunette so i was just so confused and i'm like who is this person mm -hmm. and so i saw little boy and a little girl so we'll see if i'm right but the little boy was running around and uh, so yeah so she, she said we want we would like this house can you do me a favor and just like visualize it for me please because we really want this house yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm excited it's gonna be fun i i'm excited for you that's gonna be awesome i can't wait to see the pictures and all the videos of little ch children it's amazing <laughs> it's gonna be so yeah. So, you know, you're on such a, a meaningful mission with your foundation and I'm really excited to see the future of it. I literally just saw the website for the first time today and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like I was reading everything and I, you know, I really got to, to feel and see the full scope of what you're trying to do because I've known, you know, you know, your core mission before, but like seeing the whole spectrum of everything that you're trying to do, like the core values of everything. That was awesome. And uh, I don't know why I didn't, didn't see that before, but you know, where do you see yourself and the foundation in like five years? You know, this is MI5, so we can keep the theme going with that, but where do you see yourself in five years with the foundation? You know, what does the future look like for Teresa and Just Rise? The foundation will be in at least three different countries. Um, if not four, because now I have people on the ground, if you want to call it that, in Costa Rica and Colombia that are willing to help women in their area. Uh, I have a really good friend in Costa Rica, uh, Lily, and she's going to be taking on the Costa Rica side. So um, my goal is to be able to be in those places, have buildings, at least one in each country. I would like apartment buildings, one in each country, so we can have at least six women on a three-month basis being helped and just going on shopping sprees just just being able to do that with a woman and seeing the excitement and being able to say just go crazy i really don't mm -hmm. care like how yeah. much it costs just be happy and enjoy that emotion so being able to do that in like three different countries would be like a blessed thing that's really where i would like to be in like five years that's my goal that's incredible. Yeah. Being able to give people the gift of, of going into shops without feeling like, without feeling the lack of, you know, being able to get what you want, you know? And I hypnotized myself yesterday, actually, I, like purposefully went to the most expensive stores I could find. And like, just like I posted about this on social media, I went to the most expensive stores I could find. I found the Gucci store. I came out to the salesman and I was like, Hey, what's up? My name's Andrew. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And like, you know, I was like, Hey, I want to ask you some questions about the shoes over here. You know, like asking him questions. And he gave me his number. Cause he's like, Hey, yeah. You know, like if you want to come here with your friends, there's this thing called br brunch with Gucci, all this stuff going into like every jewelry store. Cause they're usually dead and just trying stuff on, you know, and, and, and really believing like feeling like I can afford all this. This is fine. Like, you know, like this is all, within my scope of possibility and really bringing that into reality, but also making the salespeople believe that too, you know, that's like super important. It was super powerful. Like they, it was literally 
like a real life situation of like, yeah, this guy's just shopping. He's not making a purchase today. I said the state, I was like, I'm not making a purchase. I don't want to waste your time, but I will be making purchases here soon. And I want to know what I want to get. So I want to just look at stuff. They're like, yeah, of course. They wouldn't let me try on anything I wanted, you know, like putting on the chains for me and stuff. It's dope. So it's, it's a beautiful feeling. Oh yeah. But like, that's the next level though. Actually buying the stuff hundred percent. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, I I am fully confident. I know that that we are still going to be on this journey together in five years, which is so cool. Um, at that point, we'll definitely have met in person a couple times, and yes. it's just going to be super freaking awesome to be a part of that. And uh, you know, I I want to. I honestly, now that that we're having this conversation, I need to get my mom in your involved because like she went through a domestic violence uh, relationship that was like literally my childhood. And, you know, I feel like she would resonate very heavily with this, uh, with your message. So yeah, I'd love to meet her. Yeah. Um, and she, she's very spiritual, but not on the same plane, I guess, because it's like Christianity, but she's still like, whenever we start talking about, you know, this is one connection I've made recently. I've never been able to make it with my parents before. I've never been able to go this deep in our relationship is connecting spiritually because I'm framing it as God. I'm framing it as like, you know, the God that they know and, and love and, and feel all the time when I'm thinking the universe, but really it is God, you know, it's God, the universe source, whatever. And so like literally being able to have these deep conversations about that, and they like know what I'm talking about because I'm just framing it differently is like mm-hmm. it's so cool. I'm realizing like they know a lot about this stuff. They know a lot. They they are they're spiritually in tune with with God. So it's cool. Uh, now it's time for the fun questions. What <laughs> if if me and Brian drop ten million dollars in your bank account tomorrow and you have to spend it, what are you gonna do with it? You have to spend oh, that's it. That's easy. That's easy. Um, first of all, I do my uh, infinite banking. That's going to be done. I'm going to mm-hmm. have at least um, 500000 in there. I'm going to be putting uh, investments in two or three other different places that I already have and know of. I will be bringing, I will be buying buildings for women in, for domestic violence in at least four different countries, if not five. At least I'll have some apartment buildings, furnish them, everything. I will go to different shelters and pay for the electricity for like a year. Make sure that they have a credit card that will give them food for like a year. Um, I will make sure that they have all new furnishings, whatever that they need, whatever they're missing. Is there anything else? I would definitely go on uh, a few trips, buy my tickets for a few trips, make sure that they're spread out so that I can like have time to go visit them. I would do an infinite banking for my grandson, for my son, for my sister, for my, well, for my kids, because I have four. So for all of them, plus my sister, my mom. It's like, you get infinite banking. You get infinite banking. <laughs> Everybody trust. gets Everybody. infinite banking everybody would have it and they could do whatever they want with it get them cars i don't care like Hell yeah. my goal is to give and to make sure that they're bountiful my mother deserves the world and i'm trying to get there so as long as i can make sure that she's financially free and she doesn't have to think about a penny ever again that would be that would be my first goal is to make sure that she's she's good and then the rest would come Hell yeah. Well, just, you know, make sure you write this down just in case it ever happens, you know, like we're abundantly oh, provided for. Now, well, so, now I have to add the infinite banking there, but the rest is already there. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll add to it. Yeah. You don't even need to say the infinite banking. We already know that one's yeah. a, that one's a no brainer for sure. Yeah. And, and I'm really curious to know if you could be any part on a bicycle, what would you be and why? I knew you were going to ask this question. Yeah, we have to. Uh, a lot of people say the gears, whatever. Me, it would probably be the basket. The basket because it's the only way that I can carry everything that I want to be able to give to the people that I meet, that I, in the street, 
they're missing something, I can give them a fruit. If they're missing $10, mm. I can give them. The basket is the only place that holds everything that I need to be able to give to others. So freaking love that. What a unique answer. I love that so much. Okay. And then I'm adding one to the mix okay. because now I'm the back end interviewer. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, rest of your life, one food, it can be something that could be made in different ways, but you know, one food, what would it be? Probably sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes like, are fire. Oh my God. Love sweet potatoes. So that would probably, that are strawberries. Mm. That, that would be my love strawberries too. Yeah. And, and we'll just say that for this example, in a, you are now in a universe where your one food has all the nutrients and macronutrients and micronutrients that you need to survive optimally. Like you don't Probably have to worry about then. strawberries. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Probably strawberries then. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'll have to, I, I have so many going through my brain. I have a, a couple of unhealthy choices, but you know, we'll, <laughs> it's another conversation, yeah, but anyway, more on the healthier side. Because oh chocolate yeah. too, because I'm a chocolate fanatic. Chocolate, chocoholic. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. All righty. Well, I'm gonna bring Brian on for our our nightly weather review. Because as everybody knows, I am the official weatherman of MI5. Of course. Who who course. other than myself? But before you and go. Let us just really quickly throw up a couple shout outs to Teresa oh, and her right. nation and how you can oh. stay in touch with her. Uh, so sorry to pause the weather. No, 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 you're there. good. Social <laughs> media tags right there for you guys. Hell, and, yeah. Teresa. and we're going to put up her uh, website uh, up next and show, uh, you know, right there, the beautiful foundation that we got to hear about tonight. And uh, over to you. Uh, what's the weather looking like this week? <laughs> Well, want, now that we're on this topic, also, if you're not a part of the MI5 movement, come Ooh. and join us. It's completely yeah, T.me slash the MI5 movement. Come and hop in and share what you're grateful for. You already know. And also, you saw that commercial. It was pretty freaking sexy. Get funded with Grand Rising Financial at www.grandrisingfinancial.com. Absolutely. Let us fund your dream. That's right. All right. Well, back to the weather, everybody. And I uh, just, there's, there's, it's looking quite close. Let me look at the window. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely on track for this one. Everybody, I need to remind you just grab your umbrellas because it's looking pretty stormy out there because MI5 is taking 2023 by storm, baby. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Everybody, grand slumber. Have a good rest of your night. Here we go. <laughs>